The way we're going to be doing the Sikha is by going through in English the translation of the full Sikha, hopefully covering all the text of the Sikha, but just without reading the Sikha inside. We're learning the Sikha of Chelek Yud, Parshas Chayesara, Sikha Aleph. The Rebbe starts off the Sikha by saying that on the Posik, the Yitun Lias Mo'aras HaMachpelo, that Avram is requesting that he wants to get the Mo'aras HaMachpelo, the Pasuk goes on to say, that I'm going to pay the full price for it. Rashi explains, I'm going to pay its full worth. And so to David says to Aravna, with the full money, with the full price. So the Rebbe asks a number of questions. Number one, what's Rashi emphasizing by saying that Bekesef Mali means Kol Shavya, its whole worth. Seemingly, that's the simple translation of the words Bekesef Mali. Secondly, what's the proof from the words Kesef Mali that says in Divrei Hayomim in the story with Aravna, since it's exactly the same words that David Amelech uses, Bekesef Mali, so how is it actually helping our Pshat and our Posek? Now, seemingly, we would be able to explain this and say what Rashi is trying to do is bring uh, as a proof, as another place where we find this expression, because Rashi had a problem with the word mole, to use the word full in regards to kesef, in regards to money, because seemingly the word mole would be fitting in a, in a place where you would say that it's possible something of the opposite nature. So we use a term mole if there could be, Something that's empty. So, for example, by a keli, we have the expression in the Torah, Vatamale Chadashi filled the pitcher, but we understand the pitcher could also be empty. We have a posseg, Vaboy Reik, the pit, the well was empty, we understand the well could be full. But when you come to money, what would be the opposite of mole? What would be the opposite of full? Empty money. So, seemingly, a better expression would have been, that Sholem would be complete, as opposed to Chaser, which would be lacking and missing. Maybe a term could have been used, Rav, a lot of money, as opposed to Ma'at. But what does the word Mole mean? What's the opposite of Mole? And therefore Rashi wants to say that he found another example that David also, to Aravno, he uses a similar expression, Bekesef Mole. Rashi is trying to prove that it is the style of the Posek, to use this term mole in regards to kesef, rather than saying sholem complete, or a similar sort of expression that we thought may have been more appropriate. The problem with this, however, is, Rashi should have just said then, v'chein bidovid. And so too we find by David. Like we find in other places that Rashi will say, v'chein b'yoyna, or other similar examples where Rashi wants to say that we find something similar. So why does Rashi not use that term, v'chein b'david? Furthermore, the Rebbe says, since the whole point that Rashi is trying to explain, according to this explanation, is just to tell us that we have another place where Tanakh uses the expression kesef mali, Rashi is not trying to explain to us the meaning of the words kesef mali, because as said before, seemingly this is self-obvious and self-understood. So all Rashi needed to say, Rashi should have said, that 
וכן דוד אמר לארבנו, so to דוד said to ארבנו בכסף מולי with full money, with complete money. רשי does not need the words, השלם כל שוויו, that דוד is, that רשי is explaining, which means I will pay the whole worth, because as said before already, these, it's obvious that that's what those words, כסף מולי, means. Some more questions that Rebbe has on the Rashi. Since Rashi is quoting and explaining the words Bekesef Malay, so all Rashi needed to say is Kol Shavya, its whole worth. Why does Rashi add and say, Ashalim, I will pay its whole worth? We understand Avram Avinu is paying it. Why does Rashi need a word that add the word Ashalim? Another question is, Why does Rashi need to elaborate and say, V'chein David Omar La'aravna, David said to Aravna, etc. All Rashi needed to say was, as he does in other cases, V'chein B'david, and so too by David, we find the expression, B'kesef Moli. So the Rebbe says the explanation in all of this is as follows. At first glance, when we look at the words B'kesef Moli, we think that the word Moli is referring to the word Kesef. That is to say that Avram is trying to notify and to tell us that the coins of silver that are going to be used are full coins, meaning there's nothing lacking in their weight. They are complete and proper coins. Or something similar to what the Yerushalmi says on the words Kesef Malay, Kinterin, which again means complete big coins. Or as Rashi says that Ephraim took from Avram, big shkolim. So that's what we think the word kesef moli might mean. It's a reference to the kind of coins that was being used and the kind of silver that's being used. This is what Rashi is coming to negate. Rashi is saying that the word kesef moli is not speaking about what kind of coins are going to be used and the weight of the coins. Rather telling us that kesef moli means I'm going to pay its full worth. In other words, the word Malay is, is not coming to describe and to translate and to explain to us anything about the silver, its weight, its quantity, or anything like that. Rather, it's coming to emphasize that as far as the field is concerned, the full price is going to be paid for it. Avram is saying, the Kesef Malay, as Rashi says, Ashalim, I'm going to pay the full value of the field. In other words, that the money that's going to be paid is going to complete and be filling the full price. And that's what Rashi is trying to tell us. What's forcing Rashi to say this? When we follow the psukim, we understand that Avram, when he comes to Bnei Ches and he says, Ve'yitenli, he's requesting that the Ma'oras HaMachpelah should be given to him. Be'kesef Moli Itnanali is going to pay the full price. What is Avram Avinu coming to negate? He's coming to negate what the Bnei Ches had originally said. They said, You are a prince of Hashem amongst us. Choose the best grave. We won't hold it back from you. In other words, they were suggesting, they were recommending that he takes it for free. Rashi, Avram is coming to say, I don't agree to this. I want to pay Kesef Malay the full price. If we should say, as we originally thought a possibility, that Kesef Moli means that he's going to be paying with big coins, etc. Then Avram's response to them regarding what kind of coins he's going to use is actually not responding to what they said. They said, we want to give it to you for free. And he says, I'm going to give you big coins. In other words, first he has to establish that he's going to take it, not as a gift, but he's going to buy it. 
Only then can we be discussing what kind of money he's going to be using. This is what forces Rashi to say that what it actually means he's going to be paying the full price. And Rashi doesn't just say, call Shavu its full value. He adds the word Ashalim, I'm going to pay, because that's the main point he's trying to make, that it's going to be not a free gift, but rather he's going to pay for it. And that's what's forcing him to translate the word Kesef Moli, that I'm going to pay its full value, rather than thinking that it's referring to the coins. The problem, however, is, Seemingly, we would still be able to say that Malay does refer to the coins, what kind of coins he's going to use. Even though Avram is trying to respond to Benechis, because when he says, I'm going to pay big coins, even though seemingly, as we just said, he's not giving a response to what they just said, but nevertheless, we could say, included in the fact that he's going to give full coins, is obviously also the fact that he's going to be paying for it. So why can't we say that it, what, when Avram says Kesef Mali, it has both meanings? In other words, Kesef Mali maybe could mean that he's going to be paying the full bitcoins and included in that would also automatically be the response that yes, he's going to pay rather than take it for free. In order to negate this sort of pshat in Kesef Mali, Rashi adds the words, David that David also said to Aravna, Rashi is not trying, as we thought before, to just bring another example where we find the words Bekesef Mali, but he's trying to strengthen his explanation in the words Bekesef Mali, that Bekesef Mali, all Bekesef Mali is coming to do is again not to describe the coins, but it's coming to negate the idea of taking a free gift. And this could be proven from the story in Divrei Hayomim. Just to clarify before continuing the Sicha, just to clarify what's going on in, the, in Divrei Hayomim, David HaMelech is wanting to buy the place where the Beis HaMikdush is going to be built, and this he's buying from Aravno. And originally he conquered it, but nevertheless now he wants to pay for it. So let's see now the continuation of the Sicha. The reason why David HaMelech wants to pay for the silo, for this particular place of Aravna Bekesef Mali, the Psukim themselves say the reason. David HaMelech says, I'm not going to bring up that which belongs to you, to Hashem. Rashi, the Apostle goes on to say, I'm not going to be bringing Karbonis Oila for free. In other words, the point why David HaMelech wants to buy it, he wants to buy it, he wants to pay the full value, so it shouldn't be that anything of Aravna has anything to do with the Beis HaMikdash and with the Karbonis. This is why Rashi elaborates. And he says, David, Omar la Aravna. David says this to Aravna. To indicate on the context of what's going on over there. In other words, that the reason why David said to, Ar- to Aravna that he doesn't want to take it for free, that's going to be his proof for the words Bekesef Mali. Because just like David HaMelech wanted completely to have ownership of it, he wasn't interested in Aravna having any connection to it. That's why he's paying full price. That's exactly what Avram Avinu is saying as well, as we will see more about in a minute. The Rebbe says, to explain even an, a further idea, why Rashi says, David, why the post, Rashi brings David, Omer la Aravna, and this will make even more geschmack, why it's specifically these words that Rashi, with this is he's, he's hinting and indicating 
that we're really speaking about the context of what's being going on in that story. And this is specifically the way Rashi says it. Because the truth of the matter is, one could ask, what is actually the reason that Avram wanted to buy the field specifically and pay full price for it? Why couldn't he just take it without payment? And as Rashi himself says, that Avram Avinu really could have taken it because Hashem said, I'm going to give it to your children. So he could have claimed the rights to it. And this is what Rashi is explaining to us that what Avram Avinu did was similar to what David HaMelech said to Aravna Bekesef Mole, and from there we can understand to our case as well. David HaMelech conquered Yerushalayim from Aravna, who was the king. He acquired it in a full kibush, that means he conquered it completely, it belongs to him completely now. And nevertheless, David HaMelech does not suffice with this, he wants to buy it from Aravna, and the reason, as we said before, is because David said, I don't want to take anything that's yours and bring it up to Hashem. I don't want your things to have any shaykhs to the carbonates and to the Beis HaMikdash. That means to say, if David HaMelech would have taken this silo, this area, only because he conquered it, so yes, halachically, technically it's his, but it's not negating completely Aravna's association with this area. Furthermore, even if, it would be given as a present. In other words, he's completely agreeing to give it away. Nevertheless, there's always going to be some association that Aravna was the one that gave it. There was still going to be something of Aravna connecting him to this place. And this is what David HaMelech says, I don't want to bring that which is yours to Hashem. So David HaMelech pays for it with a full price in order to remove any rights of Aravna, so that he has no connection anymore to the place, to the Mizbeach, to the Karbonis, etc. That's exactly what Avram also wanted, that, the, that this cave, the Mo'ara Samach Pelu, in which he's going to be burying sorrow, and in which he, Avram Avinu himself, is going to be buried together with all the other Avis and Imois. He didn't want it should have any sort of connection to Ephraim, in a way that it could still be called in some way, this used to be Ephraim's, it's part of Ephraim's, he gave it, etc. Therefore, he refused to just take it because he deserves it or not even as a gift. Rather, he wants to pay the full price. The Rebbe now goes on in Sif Zion of the Sikha and says that in Rashi, we, ho- we have also amazing inyanim that are also relevant to other parts of the Torah. And through Rashi's explanation over here, we also have an answer to a question in the area of halacha in Torah. That is, the concept that land, that real estate could be bought through money, the Gemara learns out from a Pasuk in Yirmiyah that says, Sodois Bakesef Yiknu, that they'll buy fields through money. Rash Toisvis explains that the reason why the Pasuk is, the proof is not brought from the story of Ephraim, that Avram buys the field with money, is because you might say that a guy is different, because generally the way acquiring things from a guy generally works through money as opposed to other forms of kinyonim. And therefore, maybe we can bring a proof from Ephraim. However, based on the way we explained Rashi, that Avram Avinu is saying, I'm going to pay the full worth of the field, we can understand simply why we cannot learn out from here the concept of kinyin in, from the story of Ephraim. Number one, says the Rebbe, the first thing is that we wouldn't know from this story is the idea of Kenyan is as follows. Kenyan could sometimes work 
that you pay not the full value of the field, you're paying a shava pruta, but because you paid something, we say now as a result of this money being paid, the whole field is acquired. We wouldn't be able to learn out that halacha at all, because according to Rashi, what's Avram saying? I'm going to be paying the full value. So in other words, it's not a matter of the money technically being a halachic kind of kinyin, rather it's really just an exchange. I gave you money, you gave me the field. So we're not learning out the concept, the halachic idea of a kinyin. Furthermore, when Avram gives the full value to Ephraim, he's actually not getting it, giving it just for the simple idea of a kinyin. Because we said before already, Avram could have acquired it. The kinyin could have been just because Hashem said, I'm giving it to you. Rather, we said the reason why Avram is paying full value is because he doesn't want Ephraim to have any sort of connection whatsoever to this field anymore. And therefore, once again, we can't really learn out the proper regular din of Kenyan as far as real estate is concerned, because in this particular case, there was a reason that Avram is paying the money, but that's not the main Kenyan that's happening. Finally, in Sifches, the Rebbe says from the Inyanim in Yena Shal in the Chassidus part of our Rashi, so the Rebbe says, we know it says in the Zoya that mitzvahs need to be not in a way that it's coming for free. Not in a way that's coming in an empty and free place because then the mitzvah does not draw down the spirit of Kedusha. The concept of free things is a say there is a way things, the way things go on in Klippah. In Mitzrayim. As the Pasuk says, Asher noichal b'mitzrayim chinam. In Mitzrayim they ate things for free. Rather, in Kedusha, the way things have to be is you put in the effort and you get according to your effort and full payment. This is what Rashi is saying that Avram said, I'm going to pay the full price. And David said, based on the Pasuk that we said before, he doesn't want the Karbonis to come for free. And this is exactly the way Avram acted in his mitzvah of Gmilus Chasodim, that he always did things in a way that he wants to do it with full price. Says the Rebbe that the Hayrah from this in the Avoidah Ruchnis to each and every Yiddis, we all have to be refining the world through our Avoidah and Torah and Mitzvahs. We have to refine the place where we find ourselves that we sh- that the Yid should be the only Balabayas that means completely taking over. To may- take the place and it should be completely acquired and that he could do the Avoidah in it and change it over, but it has to be again in a way that he's putting in the full effort, the full Ishtadlus, not in things that are empty and just come for free. A person shouldn't say to himself that since I have very, very good talents by nature and Torah was given to me as a gift, as a present, and it's easy for me to do mitzvahs because even my nefesh and my yitzahara are not causing so many problems. So therefore, I don't have to get involved and toil and work hard. They didn't want to get things for free, even something that they deserved rightfully so and they could have gotten easily. Rather, they paid the full price. That is, even someone that could learn Torah and perform mitzvahs without any effort, without any toil. Nevertheless, the way he needs to act is in refining the world in order to take it completely out of klipa and make it a proper dita for Hashem. In order for that to happen, you need to have ishtadlus, avoida, and yegiya. And through this we come. Avraham Avinu, as we know, gave 400 silver pieces, what's called over lasoicha, that's hard currency. But Chassidus explains that the 400 represents 400 worlds. Kesef is also understood from the world of desire and love. These are 400 worlds of yearning and desire and love to Hashem that the tzaddikim get lost in love. 
And it's the Isgalus, the revelation of Soiviv Kalaman, hinted in the world over La Soicha, something that's completely going. Soicha is explaining Chsidis, is the word Schor, which means going surrounding and around. And this is something that comes to all the Yidden because Va'ameich Kulam Tzadikim.